Well, hello, sunshines. Welcome back. All right. So today we are going to talk about why it is so hard to hit your goal weight. Yes, that elusive 100 and whatever pounds it is that you keep telling yourself you're going to hit. And y'all know this subject gets me because I've been chasing 135 pounds since I was 17 years old. And over 25 years later, don't do the math, please. I have still not hit uh, ever 135 pounds. And it's crazy because I know that several times in those 25 years, I've actually lost a really good amount of weight and I've looked really good at those times, but I still wasn't happy because I hadn't hit that weight yet. So do you have a number in your head that you are just so desperate to hit? You know, once I get to 100 and blah, blah pounds, my life is going to be golden. Well, today I'm going to give you four reasons your ultimate goal just might not be attainable, but what we can do to figure out the right goal. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Just Eat the Cookie podcast. I am your host, Lenore, but you can call me Leo. I'm a certified nutritionist and retired extreme dieter. That's right. I've done it all. And I'm here to make sure that you don't have to do it all too. So we're going to talk about all things mindset and nutrition, how you can still love yourself and want to get healthy. We're going to do this together and we're going to talk about it all. Okay. So do you have that number in your head? This is going to be like a magic trick. (laughs) Pick a number, any number, and I'll tell you what it is. All right, so you have the number in your head. Is it 150 pounds, 180 pounds, 140 pounds, 175 pounds? Okay, I know that four of you are thinking I'm a magician. And it's funny because the difference between those goal weights is about 30 to 40 pounds. It's funny how different we are, right? What we each think that ultimate goal is like the number one thing that's going to change our mind. And for some of you, it's 130. For some of the others, it's 180. My goal was always 135. and My friend's goal was always 175. Yours is going to be different too. And it's funny because the older you get, the further the number moves. For example, mine used to be the 135, right? That was the magic number. That was the number that meant I had made it. I'm a skinny bitch if I hit that number. And it's time to break out the thong bikinis. In fact, I'm I'm light as a feather. Watch out, bitches. It's time to party. <laughs> That's what I thought if I got to 135. And a few years ago, I was like, you know what? Just give me to 150 and I'll be good. Like that number changed. It was no longer 135. It's like, you know what? If I can just get to 150, then I'll be good. You know that uh, there's like a meme on Facebook and Instagram and it says something like, remember back when you were skinny, but you thought you were fat and now you're actually fat and you wish you could be the fat you thought you were 10 years ago? That oh, that was me. I was like, a, I was actually 150 pounds right after high school wearing a full piece black bathing suit with a t-shirt over it. And when I think about that now, I'm like, why did I think I was fat back then? Like, what the hell was wrong with me? So we're going to talk about four reasons you might not be able to hit your goal weight, but also 
how can we help you find your true goal? So reason number one, this is, this one's, this one fucks with me. Okay. So your goal weight might be from high school or from before you have, you had kids, right? So this is, this is the number one reason your goal might not be attainable, right? Your goal is from 30 years ago, right? Before you had kids, before you had a job. Now, let me just say that you can probably get there. You actually probably could get there. You know, in fact, I got super freaking close to that 135 for and for an old broad like me who was almost 220. I feel like that was pretty damn good. But remember, what did I have to do to get there? I had to eat 800 calories of strictly protein and fat with zero carbs. And that weight lasted a few days. In fact, 10 pounds were gained back after like four days, 10 pounds in four days. So let me tell you that trying to get to your high school weight and size isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I want you to think about a couple of things first before you you shut me off, okay? I don't want you to, to be upset because I'm telling you that you've got the wrong goals. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. I just want you to understand why it might not be a good idea to have that goal, right? So what was your lifestyle at that time? when this goal weight, you were in high school, or maybe like right into college, you literally had almost no real responsibilities back then. You were probably more active. And I don't mean exercising, but just literally in high school, think about it, you were, I don't know, walking to the bus bus stop, hanging out with your friends, walking to your classes all day, being on your feet more after school, because you were hanging out with your friends, maybe you played sports. And don't forget, your metabolism was on fire back then too. Like this was around the first time I lost weight from having a baby and I all I had to do was walk a little more, run a little bit and I was able to drop weight. Right? My metabolism was working way better back then. And back then I didn't know a thing about nutrition. I just moved a little more and that's really all I had to do. I hadn't ruined my metabolism yet. So think about that lifestyle you had of the goal weight you want, right? Was it in school? Was it when you were on the basketball team? Was it when you were going to school and working a part-time job so you were just more active with less time to think about binging on crap foods yet? Now think about your lifestyle now. Do you sit on your ass all day at a desk? Do you come home from work exhausted, cook and then watch TV? your lifestyle is probably very, very different, right? You you have kids now, like responsibilities, things that take up all your time. And you know what else? You might have more money now because you have a better paying job. So you go out to eat all the time, right? We couldn't afford to go out to eat back in the day, like when we were struggling all the time. And I'm telling you, if you eat out a lot, that is the one thing you could probably change And in two weeks, you would see results. Just cook four to five times a week and you'll see banging results. Think about it. The restaurant's goal is to make sure that the food tastes as good as possible, not be as healthy as possible because they're putting extra butter, salt, and all that good stuff in it to make it taste wonderful. So you can make your favorite dish at home and save a million calories like like nachos, right? That 
meal at a restaurant is easy 1,800, 2,000 calories. If you made it at home with some chicken, your own chips, your own shredded cheese, even sour cream and guacamole, you'd save 1,000 calories. So I just want you to think about the lifestyle you had at this goal weight that you have in mind. Is it the same? Probably not. All right, let's go to reason number two that your ultimate goal might be harder to reach than you think. All right, this one might blow your mind a little bit. If you are building muscle at all, if you're lifting or doing any kind of strength training, your goal weight will not even look the same as it did in the past. Okay, so first let's debunk the myth that muscle weighs more than fat. It does not. That's not how it works. One pound of muscle weighs the same as one pound of fat, okay? And there's a big old but here. One pound of muscle weighs one, the same as one pound of fat, but one pound of muscle takes up way less space than one pound of fat. Let me explain it. So imagine you're packing a suitcase, okay? You're going on a trip. Woohoo. And you can only take one suitcase and you must include in this suitcase, you have to choose either a 10 pound brick or 10 pounds of those cotton pads. You know, those sleeves of the round cotton pads. All right. So you get one suitcase and you can pack up to 50 pounds in it. Okay. But you have to include either the 10 pound brick or the 10 pounds of cotton pads in your suitcase. Once those are in, you can fill up the rest of the suitcase with whatever you want. So if you choose the 10-pound brick, you can tuck that brick in the corner of your suitcase and you've got space left to pack. That's your muscle, okay? 10 pounds of cotton pads is a different story. 10 pounds of cotton pads equals 320 of those sleeves of cotton pads, okay? 320 of those whole sleeves of cotton pads, you're going to have a lot less space left in the suitcase if you chose the cotton pads because 10 pounds of cotton pads is going to take up way more space in your suitcase than that brick and the cotton pads is fat. Okay, you guys? So in the longest way possible, I described how fat and muscle take up space in your body. So let's say your goal, let's just say your goal is 130, right? 130 pounds. And you were, I don't know, a size five, junior sizes. You were maybe, you know, just skinny at that time. You just remember being skinny. Well, if you are strength training now, you might actually like the way you look at 150 now because you have curves and muscle, right? Like you probably have a certain look in your mind that you want, right? But you just know that the smallest that you can remember was 130 back in school, right? So if you were lifting and losing fat now at 150, you probably have that tone that you're looking for, right? Some curves, that booty that you want, right? So that that number, that gold number is really just an arbitrary number you chose because that was the lowest number you remember. That's the lowest weight. But I bet if you focused on building muscle three times a week, lifting weights, just regular old strength training, cycling your diet. And what I mean by that is being in a calorie deficit for a max of 12 to 16 weeks. You reverse back to maintenance and you live there for a few months while you build more muscle because you need food to build muscle. And then you go back into a calorie deficit to lose the rest of the weight, right? That 
ladies and gentlemen, that is going to give you the toned body, that round lifted booty, not trying to eat as little as possible for as long as possible. Okay. It's, we're trying to get to this number. So we're just trying to eat as little as possible and we're just doing our bodies a disservice. And really the goal isn't that number, right? The number has nothing to do with where you want to be. It's that look that you want, right? All right. So number three, the number, another reason your ultimate goal might be harder to reach than you think. You are searching for a feeling in the past. You want that number because that's the way you were when you were out clubbing with your friends, when you first met your lover, or before you were stuck at home meal planning for your loud ass kids and your crazy husband, or maybe it was a time in the past when you felt your best because you had more time to spend on you. Sometimes I think back to when I had my first fitness studio and I was having so much fun, you know, but I I lived in that studio with my friends working out. And I think I sometimes try to relive those moments. It's not that they were moments when I was skinny. I did happen to be smaller at that time. But it wasn't the fact that I was smaller. It was a time when I spent a lot of time with my friends. And my friend's husbands were my husband's friends. So we did a lot of things together. We traveled. My girls were older. They were in high school. And guess what? I don't have that life anymore. And I also now have a six-year-old little boy. And I work from home and I teach classes at a gym, which is great now. But, you know, two years ago, right, I was chasing the life I had in 2011. And so I was going after, you know, a number that I had then. And I realized, you know, my friends changed. I changed. My life changed. I needed to adapt and appreciate the life I have now and make it work with this current lifestyle. So, Leave the past in the past. Stop trying to chase a number because of the moments you lived back then. Appreciate your life now. How can you make it work now? Stop feeling sorry for yourself because guess what? The pandemic changed the game for everybody and we all have to figure our shit out. And for some of us, it did work out better, right? But you need to figure out what you can do now and what your now goal is, not your past goal, okay? Stop chasing this feeling you had in the past, right? Like that feeling isn't truly connected to that number. You could probably get that feeling at a different different number, a different weight. All right. Number four. Number four reason your goal weight may be harder to reach than you think, okay? The weight you're trying to reach is a weight you can't maintain because of how you're trying to get there. All right, this one sucks. This is when you get close. When you lose 30 to 40 pounds and you get real close, but you start to justify eating your favorite foods and drinking again because you earned it. Shit, you lost 40 pounds. You're so close to your goal. It's okay if you cheat a little. This is when that self-sabotage starts to kick in. You just bought a new pair of size six jeans. You're going to go out with your friends and drink and binge because you're just so damn tiny that you think you're going to be there forever, right? Then you still you slowly start gaining the weight back because you stopped doing the crazy shit, the crazy diet that got you there, right? For me, I stopped keto 
and I never learned how to reverse back to maintenance, guess what? Just gain the weight right back. You only learned how to lose the weight. You didn't learn how to maintain it. So every time you get close, you gain the weight back and some more. And every time it gets harder and harder to lose the weight because you're doing these extreme crazy diets, right? Because you want the results now. You want them right now. Now imagine, imagine if you did this, right? The healthy way two years ago. Imagine if you started this process two years ago. If you slowly lost the weight one pound a week, you ate just a little bit less, not a lot less, just a little bit. You're getting more sleep, you're drinking more water, and you're getting about 8,000 steps a day, and you're lifting two times a week. You'd be way closer to your goal, eating more and in a much better place to maintain the weight so you don't gain it back. But it's funny because when I tell people this is going to take at least a year, they back out because they want to lose the weight by the summer. They need to lose 30 pounds by the summer. And it's fucking March. And you lose some, right? But you don't lose it all. And then you gain it back. And a year later, you're in the same damn place you were a year ago. How fucking frustrating is that? Like when you are in the weight loss zone, right? You're invincible. Nobody can tell you shit because you're actually losing weight. You must be doing something right because you're losing it. You're getting smaller. Keto at 800 calories a day must be the thing to do because I'm losing the weight until I'm not losing it anymore because my metabolism is like, okay, girl, you're starving. So I'm going to need to slow all the way down. We need to survive. So we're going to hold on to this last bit of fat for a while. And now now we have nowhere to go, right? So it's keto at 800 calories a day. I've lost a lot of weight, but I can't lose anymore. What am I going to do? Cut to 600 calories a day? This is the vicious cycle. Then I'm hungry. Then I start eating and I gain the weight back, right? So yeah, your your goal weight is, you know, whatever, 120 pounds and you've got 100 pounds to lose and you think the only way to do that is to do something extreme. But if you took your time to get there slowly, first of all, it might not be, that might not truly be your goal weight. That's probably not the goal, the true goal, right? But if we do it right, we lose it slowly. We learn how to keep it off right? And we figure out what the true, the true goal is. There's a reason you want to be at that weight. And ask yourself why? Why do you think that that weight is the best weight for you? Is it because it's when you felt your most confident? Did you feel your best at that weight? What if I told you that you can be confident at 15 to 40 pounds heavier than that goal weight in your head? What if that feeling has nothing to do with your body, but more about your surroundings, your atmosphere, the people you surround yourself with? Do you think your goals would change? Do you truly believe that your 40-year-old self should look and feel the same as your 21-year-old self? And why? Because my 21-year-old me was living on bologna sandwiches and ramen noodle soup. So yeah, I could eat that every day and get smaller, but I don't think that would be very healthy. Seriously, if you are on a fat loss journey or on that diet roller coaster, I want you to seriously think about why your goal weight is what it is 
And if you are someone who used to have an outrageous goal and that number's changed recently, is that number still a goal and why? Maybe you felt really strong back then. Maybe you felt safe. Maybe you felt successful. Maybe you felt more at peace with yourself. Now ask yourself, are those feelings actually determined by your weight? Whew, this diet shit takes work, ladies. <laughs> and it's not just about nutrition, right? Sometimes it's the limiting beliefs you have to work on that are causing these binges and this yo-yo dieting. I wish I could tell you that it was easy, but I struggle to keep my mind right every single damn day. I have to start with my intentions in the morning and say it out loud because if I don't say them, it's not going to happen. And I know it sounds corny, but I'm telling you that saying it out loud or writing it down in your journals on the daily is a game changer. Make a promise to yourself every fucking morning and then keep that promise, right? All right. I want to know what your goals are and, you know, if they change. I want you to really sit and just reflect on what your true health goals really are. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you. And remember, the Foundations for a Fat Loss Group is starting in May. If you or anyone you know might be interested, please share. You can go to getfierceacademy.com to get signed up to be notified. In this six-week program, I'm going to be taking you through the exact steps needed to get you on the right track and telling you exactly how many calories you need to be eating in a good calorie deficit to drop fat without starving or restricting your fave foods to get the best results. And remember, we're also going to go over your true goals. So jump on the list to get notified, or you can also DM me on IG at Get Fierce with Leo. If you found this episode helpful or feel anyone you know might find it useful, please share. And if you share it on IG, tag me and let me know. I want to know if your goals have changed after listening to this episode. All right, ladies, let's chat again next Tuesday.